In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, O oh God. Amen. Amen. So we know the church has a calendar. And in this calendar, we go through different seasons where we try to uh, walk with Jesus throughout His life. And so we just finished the season of the Apostles uh, last week, and we began a new season called the liturgical season of summer. It's not really talking about you know, the way the, the weather changes per se, but I think uh, in this season, we're meditating and we're reading different gospel passages and readings to help us to meditate on one subject of repentance. How we can turn our minds and our hearts to focus on God and away from the distractions and things that pull our hearts away from God. But the calendar season of summer, when the weather changes, oftentimes when we hear summer, we think of a few things. We associate it with a few things. We associate it maybe with a break from school, which is coming to a close soon, maybe for some of you. We think of hotter temperatures, especially here. We think of opportunities for vacations, and getaways. And with this change of season, I think with all of these, with this short break we have in the middle, I think all of humanity, all of us, what we're looking for is rest. We're looking for a rest from the busyness of life. We're looking for rest from the thing that takes our energy, the, thing that, the things of life that drain us, that burn us out. And so we're looking for finally just a few moments from this year to find some rest. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think rest is good because God, after six days of creating the world, He rested on the seventh day. So as mankind, we're created in the image and likeness of God, so we're meant to have rest and do it well. However, I think the story of mankind's fall I think the story of how everything just went wrong and everything went downhill is because we were looking for rest but in all the wrong places. Today in the Gospel, we read the story of uh, Jesus. He tells this parable of what we all kind of know as the prodigal son. The story of the prodigal son. Where... A man has two sons, and one son asks for his inheritance early on, and the other son is, you know, he stays and he works with his father until the end. But I think uh, here in this gospel, we have to sort of understand a few things. When this younger son asks for his inheritance before his father, before the proper time, what he's really doing is he's saying, I know inheritance comes when you pass away, but I can't wait that long. I want it now. And what that, what that means to a father, it means that a son is saying, you're just as good as dead to me. I want you to die so I can have what I want. And so what he does, he takes his 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 uh, inheritance, the thing that is owed to him, and he goes away 
in a far country, fueled by whatever inheritance that he had, and he goes and spends it away. And he probably is looking for rest. He's probably looking for a break from maybe what he thinks is the, the confines of his father's home. So he's looking for rest. He's looking for freedom. But in that search for rest and in search for freedom, what he finds is slavery. What he finds is hunger. What he finds himself is lonely and in tattered clothes. And so I think this whole time he's going out, he's really looking for an answer for his restlessness. But I think what this gospel is, it's necessary to ask ourselves this question. It's necessary to ask ourselves, what is that far country that you and I aim to go to to find rest? What is this far country we look for that is not the Father's house, that is not what God offers us? What is that far country that you and I go to that we think maybe if we do this, I'll finally be at peace, I'll finally find a break and some rest and an escape. What is that far country that we run away, not into God's hands, but away from communion with Him? We may think the solution to our restlessness is to just be endlessly entertained. To always have something in front of us, whether it's a show, whether it's a movie, whether it's a screen that we have in our hands that we're just constantly scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, looking maybe at videos, other people's lives. Maybe we're tired of screens and so we go outside and we try to be entertained by things that are on, on display in front of us outside. We're looking for rest. Here we want to always make sure that there's something in front of us to escape into because our hearts and our minds are not at peace. We may even think that the solution of this emptiness that is inside of us is to fill it with things. To fill it with, with things that we think are going to satisfy and fill this emptiness. We might add different material things. We might go shopping, get that retail therapy. We might go out and, and think that if I buy this thing, my life will be so much better. Or if I fill my closet, my life will be so much better. We may have a life where we fill our homes and our rooms and our lives with, with things, but all of this will pass away. We'll just end up remaining just as empty, if not more, than where we first began. We may even think that maybe if we, we don't, we don't want to waste our time with those things. And so instead we try to prove ourselves by throwing ourselves into a career, throwing ourselves into a business, throwing ourselves even into school, which all of these are good things. But so many of us seek to define ourselves by this work and these things that we do instead of what God calls us to not do, but to be. Our job as Christians, our call as Christians, is not to do, 
per se, but it's to be. Because if you are not being who we are called to be as sons and daughters of God, that's our main identity. And if we run from that, we will find ourselves doing everything that we're not supposed to do. Everything that's going to leave us empty. And in all these things, all these things that I've mentioned, if God is not our rest, if God is not our place of balance, if our satisfaction is not in honoring His commands and being close to Him in His church, we will always be tired, we will always be lonely, and we will always be restless. St. Augustine says, Lord, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. I made a list of those three things, maybe, that I said earlier. And if you're hearing this list, and again, when I'm preaching this homily, if you're hearing this, don't think of everybody else that checks these boxes, like I said last week. If you think of everybody who, yeah, I know this person who, who tries to define themselves by their work. Or I know this person who spends so much money that they don't need to be. Or if you're thinking about this and you're thinking, well, I know uh, a lot of people who just always want to be entertained all the time. If you're thinking about this and you're thinking of other people, you've missed the point and you actually fall into the same category and the same sin as the older brother and the older son in this gospel who maybe never left the father's home, who maybe did everything and looks good on the outside, but inside he has a growing jealousy, a growing envy, and cannot welcome someone else into the blessings of what God offers us. The point of is in this gospel, in this homily, is to realize that we're guilty of all of these things. To just recognize that. That we all look for this far country. That we all seek to escape. That we all almost, I think we've fallen to this lie. We fall into this lie that even, even if we're close in proximity to the church, maybe we're here every Sunday. But I think sometimes we're still far away because still we somewhat believe this lie that life is better in this world than in what God offers. We almost feel a deeper security in that. I think we all, to some degree, believe that lie. And if you feel like you're far away, if you feel like sometimes in every sin that we do, we kind of fall into that that trap, don't lose hope. If you've realized it, this is the beginning of a great homecoming. This is the beginning of a father who is waiting for you among all the angels and saints to come and wait for you in the confessional, to wait for you as you find your rest and you find your hope and you find your peace in the Father's home doing what He commands and being who He's called you to be. And at that moment, He will clothe us with His robes of glory and feed us with Himself, which never fails to satisfy our restless hearts. Amen.